Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. All right. Shout out to Logan. I know this is like episode three after he was here, but I finally, yeah, because we did two last week and whatever, but I finally got an opportunity to listen to those podcasts. Actually, I watched them on YouTube. I thought he did a heck of a job. I thought the Logan Meister did a heck of a job. He's good. He did. He did really good. I encouraged him to come into his own. I thought the entrance was the 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 introduction was a little, you know, not Logan. Really? My two cents. Okay. I don't know. My two cents. I don't know. That was three weeks but he's ago. He's growing. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's learning. He's you know he's new to the business. He's new to new to this whole thing. So I mean, you watch more of Logan coming. I know. I know. Everybody wants to see Logan. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, I thought he did a great job and a really good, uh, good shout out to him. We've got some good stuff going on. First and foremost, um, Insta rocking. Holy cow. Uh, we're going to get flagged by Insta for too much content because it's fire. DIY money podcast on Instagram. Uh, the tribe still rocking and rolling. I don't know what's happening there. We're getting like a dozen to 15 members a day. I originally thought it might be spam because I went in there. I was like. Who are these people? Where are they coming from? They're not spam. They're like in two groups or three groups or whatever. <laughs> so it's not like somebody just hitting the bot, you know, and, and okay. just joining all the groups. That's a fun place. More along the lines of motivation. I mean, let's face it. It's it, it was my attempt to really just kind of be a motivator because I like to motivate. That's cool. Yeah. And we just launched Twitter. Twitter on fire, too. And I think we have now five followers. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Growth rate is off the hook. Oh, it is. It went up 40% the other day when we went from three to five. It was awesome. But give it. here's the deal. If you are a fan, and I know we have so many fans out there that you started with us when 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 we were in this little cubby hole that looked like a sauna and you didn't even see it because we didn't have a YouTube channel and all of these things. Now we've evolved. We have you know tens of thousands of downloads. We hit over, we're almost approaching now 2 million total downloads. We have Jordan, the rock star producer, I mean, we're just, it, it is so fun to be part of this. I hope you agree with Will Levis on. I mean, my goodness, the kid is like blowing up in the nation. If you are a fan, if you are a DIY money follower, hit us up on these socials. They really will help us. It's a world that is fascinating to me, this algorithmic nonsense. So follow, I don't care if you don't use Instagram. I never used Instagram. Get on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Hit us up on Twitter. Go join the tribe. Our Facebook page, DIY Money Podcast. Our fa- Hit them up all over the place. That will help us reach more people. So that's the objective. And subscribe to YouTube. Golly, yeah. <laughs> subscribe to YouTube. We are followers there. We need more YouTube subscribers. We all think right. eventually there will just be a banner here that shows all the places we are. Yeah, well, there, there it is. Subscribe. Like, comment below. Tell your friends. All right, let's go. We got a great question today from Bennett. Now, it was a long time ago, so we appreciate your patience, Bennett. But, Bennett, let's hear your question. What do you got? D-I-Y! Hey, Quint. Hey, Daniel. This is Bryant out here in Colorado. 
calling about refinancing my home. Back in 2015, I bought a house at a 30-year mortgage of 4.5% fixed rate. I only owe $92,000 on it, and uh, the house prices in my area have gone up substantially. Uh, most homes that are comparable to mine are currently selling at the $140,000 to $160,000 range. What are some factors to consider uh, when I pursue this? I was also debating on rolling over some of my equity into a car loan that I currently have. Um, I do have a $20,000 loan on a car I purchased um, early last year. The idea of uh, rolling it over would be to hopefully save a little bit of money. I'm not totally stuck on that. I'd be kind of curious to know what you guys had to say about it. Um, but my big, my big goal getting rid of this or uh, refinancing this loan is to get rid of my PMI and uh, possibly lower my rate. Um, any money I can save is going to go to that car no matter how it works out. I'd be curious to know what you guys thought. Thank you. Okay, excellent question. Um, first of all, I'm sorry that I butchered your name. And we had some email dialogue, and you were humble enough to not even tell me I was writing your name as your last name. <laughs> I mean, if somebody emailed me like, what up, Tatro? You know, the, I mean, sometimes they do. Actually kind of cool. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, Zulno. Nobody writes my last name. Zulno, what do you think? Uh, people call you Dan. They do. You ever find that fascinating? It's a northern thing. Dan, 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 Dan is the man. Dan, yeah, baby, long you are. Every northerner that we've talked to says, well, how's Dan doing? Because they're in a hurry. It's fun. I, I Southern, don't know. Southerns are formal and hosp- hospitable. Daniel, yeah. Daniel, Daniel mm-hmm. not Dan. But anyways, okay, uh, Bryant, in my opinion, this is a no-brainer, and it all comes down to math, which is not always the case. We talk about that a lot on this show. The math might say one thing. Psychology might say another. For example, the math might say never pay off a low-interest loan, especially a mortgage, because that's ridiculous. You can get better interest on your money elsewhere, taking risk, yada, yada, yada. But there is a psychological factor that most people out there, whether it's blogs, whether it's podcasts, whether it's other, you know, whatever, uh, YouTube channels, they don't factor this in. I think that's a critical mistake. I think it's a big mistake. And here's why. In my experience, when you have a psychological factor such as you don't like debt and you have investments over here that are in this bucket, yet you have debt, when we go through trying times and the investments start to decline, either you are going to think to yourself, darn it, why didn't I just pay off that house? Or why didn't I just do this? Why didn't I just do that? I should have done that in hindsight, okay? Or your spouse is going to say, Why don't you just pay off the house? Why don't you just pay off that debt? It's ridiculous. We're losing money every day. Why'd you talk me into this stupid stock market thing? And then you have the opportunity to make terrible decisions. Because if you're making decisions based on what you should have done in hindsight, especially when the market volatility is such that you're losing money, that can play a very damaging impact or play a damaging role in your long-term financial future. This, however, in Bryant's case, is not the case. It's mathematics. And I think if he runs the numbers, he's going to see refinancing is a good deal. What say you, yeah. Dan? He didn't give us the interest rate on the auto loan. No, he but didn't. But assuming I wrote it's that higher. Down. Yeah. Assuming it's higher, then the math should work out. Uh, I would say the one caution is if you refinance and you pay off something shorter term, like an auto loan, uh, what's effectively going to happen is that auto loan is going to be stretched out over a longer period. You're going to have a lower payment. 
uh, which sounds good in theory, but it means that you're going to pay for that over a longer period of time. So as long, and he alluded to this, that any savings that he produces from, whether it's the PMI or the consolidation, things like that, he's going to roll into paying that off faster. So I would say as long as he's still effectively adding the car payment to the mortgage payment. So like the total payments that he's paying now between the mortgage and the car is what he pays in total to the new refinance loan, even though the payment is going to probably be potentially substantially lower uh, than those two payments combined. As long as he's doing that, what effectively then he's going to accomplish is paying off that auto loan, even though it's wrapped into the mortgage, paying off that auto loan at about the same timeline, if that makes sense. Now, keeping in mind that if you refinance and you take cash out of that refinance, you can only deduct a portion of the interest that you're paying now, if that is something that's of a concern to people. So traditionally, really? yeah. I didn't know that. On a mm-hmm. cash out refi, you can't deduct the, the full interest payment? Can't deduct the full interest payment uh, unless it's used for home improvements. How does the how does the IRS know that? Uh, you have to disclose it. I would think I have not personally done it, but you have to track. So if you hmm, something uh, I need to look into, yeah, if you cash out refinance and you're not using the, uh, you're not using that for your property, you cannot uh, deduct the entire amount. You can only deduct basically the original mortgage amount. So that was a update recently in the tax law. Uh, so that's one thing to keep in mind. It just adds a layer if you're not utilizing the standard deduction. Uh, supposedly, what eighty five ninety percent of people are using the standard deduction as it is. So that may not be a concern. If it's not a concern, then then you're free and clear clear there. Um, in, let me let me hit ahead. on one thing. You hit you you bring up a really good point, and I want you to to kind of go further into this because one of the challenges when people roll up debt. So let's say it's a debt consolidation because you have a lot of equity in your home. We're seeing that a lot. People mm-hmm. have a tremendous amount of equity. You alluded to this. Our neighbors are selling for one forty, one sixty, whatever. So you have equity in your home, and you're looking at kind of rolling up and consolidating debt. In theory, that's a good idea. However, if you do not take the additional payments and sock them away either towards the debt, which I would prefer, Mm -hmm. or in some sort of bucket that allows you to maybe purchase your next car, you're going to run into the same problem. Meaning, in seven or eight years when you need another car... You've paid off this automobile, but as Daniel said, you've stretched out the payments basically through your mortgage. You don't have the money set aside now for the next automobile. What are you going to do? You're going to get a loan. This is what happens when people consolidate credit cards. People consolidate credit cards and they kind of breathe this sigh of relief going, oh, now I only have one payment. It's much lower. It wasn't that beautiful, et cetera. Bam, emergency happens, credit card, new debt. And now all of a sudden you've got this big consolidated credit card debt and now you've got the little baby credit card debts that are starting to pop up because mm-hmm. you didn't follow financial prudence. So regardless of what you do in this case, Bryant Bennett, you make sure that you have that emergency fund, you have that fast cash, and that you're saving for that next car. Yeah, I actually like that strategy pretty well as far as maybe setting some aside in savings to potentially save up for that next car rather than putting that into what would effectively would be additional home equity. Uh, that's a really good strategy. It also sort of hedges um, in this situation against if a you know eco- economic catastrophe would happen, if you know, lose a job or uh, we just go through a recession, times are harder, et cetera. If you can't keep up with the payments of this now inflated mortgage, 
you risk losing your house as opposed to losing your car, which is a much more significant sort of scenario in life. So building up a better buffer there uh, might be the better option than adding that payment into the loan. But I think eventually in the long run, trying to get aggressive on that now higher loan is probably a good idea. Well, let's fast forward a little bit. When I let Bryant Bennett know that he was gonna, that we were going to be using this question, he gave us an update. He said, a little update. I made the decision to refinance, boom, and paid off my car with a small part plus put my emergency fund into place. This pound, boom. my man. He's good. <laughs> I'm also saving nearly $550 a month with the reduced interest rate. Wow. What's the interest rate? Uh, well, it was four and a half. Now it's probably negative purple, uh, which I've been able to use to invest in starting a business. Interesting. Can't wait to hear your and Daniel and Zulno's take on it. He did not. Say no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Excellent. Excellent uh, question. You know, we gave our thoughts and you updated. So I think it was in line. That's something I think we'd like to do every once in a while. So, yeah, I like that. People throwing in like what they actually did. Because a lot of these questions are months ago. So don't take offense if you send us a question and we don't get to it for a long time. It's but just don't stop that sending popular. questions. Yeah, don't stop sending questions. Because we we're them. always looking for good ones. We're always looking for good ones. All right. Anything else to add? That was great. No. Nothing. I don't think so. Should there be? I don't Did know. Did I miss something? I thought maybe you'd have a later epiphany. I like your shoes today. What are these? They're these are fire. Boots. But are these new? No. Well, I like them. I like them a but lot. it's raining like crazy today. Uh, well, these are your rain boots. I don't have rain boots. They're not I, I used to wear galoshes. I used to wear galoshes. They're not galoshes. They're I don't leather. have them anymore, though. They're I, just less fragile than, like, dress shoes. You should check out Daniel's uh, boots on YouTube because they are very nice. I might have to get me a pair of those. What you is do this? that. These are sewn in? Look at that. <laughs> Anyways, all right. You've been listening to DIY Money. Thank you so much. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Facebook or whatever you do on Facebook. Uh, subscribe to YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. Hit us up on Twitter. All the goodness out there. Remember, friends, the secret to success—secret <laughs> to financial success—is real simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest, and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Logan knew it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.